Stand with me this morning, if you would, as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of 1 Peter, chapter number 4. Looking today in the book of 1 Peter chapter number 4, we're going to read verse number 12. 1 Peter chapter number 4, just going to read verse 12 to get us started this morning. The word of the Lord says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. Using for my subject this morning, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. God, I thank you that it is indeed a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. God, I just pray today that your anointing will rest upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, again today. God, I pray that you'll give us ears to hear the word of the Lord this morning. But God, may we not only be hearers of your word, but may we put into practice and put in action what we receive from your word today. God, I just pray that your perfect will will be done in the remaining part of this service and especially in the altar today, all for your glory. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well... Fact of the matter is, it's true. Everything does happen for a reason. But sometimes the reason is that we had a day of stupid and made a bad decision. Ladies, don't look over at your husband right now. That wasn't your day of stupid, all right? I thought you needed a little help with that one this morning. The truth of the matter is, God doesn't waste anything. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that in all things God works. I'm going to say that part again. The Bible says that in all things God works. Say that with me this morning. In all things God works. Paul said, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those that love him and who have been called according to his purpose. You see, God takes everything that happens to us in life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he takes it and he uses it, and he uses it in order to make us better, and he uses it in order to bring glory to himself. Now, we need to understand that this is a process. And sometimes it is a very slow process. And often it is a gradual process. But let me suggest that it is also a very purposeful process. Now, this morning I I want to make an acrostic out of this word reason. And with each letter of this word, I'm going to give you some of the reasons why God allows the things that he allows to happen in our life. Now, let me be up front with you this morning. I want to be abundantly clear. God doesn't cause everything that happens in our life. Like I said, sometimes things happen because we had a day of stupid. 
Sometimes we bring uh, problems and difficulties and hardships on ourselves. Sometimes the devil brings them. Sometimes other people and their actions, with a domino effect, it alters our life as well. And even sometimes, even God himself brings some things to us that we, well, we'd just rather he didn't. So let's take a a, a moment this morning using this acrostic of the word reason and discover why God allows the things that he allows to have, whether he has caused them or he has simply allowed them. So let's get started this morning. For the letter R in the word reason, sometimes things happen in our lives to ready us. To ready us. You see, the things that are happening in our lives today are happening partly to prepare us for what's coming tomorrow. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, great. Oh, great. Thank you, Pastor. But it's true, the things that are happening in our lives today are happening partially in order to prepare us for what's coming tomorrow. You see, the things that we are able to handle today, we are able to handle them because of what happened to us yesterday. Man, you're jumping right on board this morning. I'm loving this. Now, in our text, in 1 Peter uh, 4 and 12, Peter says, don't think it's strange. Don't think it unusual. Don't think it out of the ordinary concerning the fiery trials that are to try you. You see, your fiery trial, it it might come as a surprise to you, but never to God. And friend, if if we have lived very long, these fiery trials or these difficult circumstances in life, they should not come as a surprise to us either. Because the truth is, uh, difficulties are a part of life. Hardships are common uh, to life. Hurt and pain and disappointment are all a part of life. Oh, pastor, you're being negative today. No, No, I'm not being negative. I am being honest. I'm just simply being real with you today. Now, the good news is that these fiery trials serve a purpose. And one of the purposes is to ready us for what lies ahead. To prepare us for our future so that when we get to our future, once we get there, we will be prepared for it. How many know that the army prepares its soldiers? They don't pet and pamper their men. No, no. No, they work them hard and they treat them rough. Why? Why? Because they know uh, that their soldiers could be called into battle at any moment. Uh, And they know that tender, pampered, soft soldiers will not make it in battle. They will probably lose their life. And so the army puts their soldiers through rigorous training before they send them into battle. God knows that the devil, oh, his agenda is to kill and to steal and to destroy. And so he allows difficulty, he allows unpleasant circumstances and situation in our lives in order to ready us for the battle that God knows is waiting for us in the future. 
1 Peter 5 and 10 says, after, say after. After you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle. We like to skip the first half, and we like to quote the Word of God that says God will perfect us, and He will establish us, and He will strengthen us, and He will settle us. But we forget the first part that says after you have suffered a while. Truth of the matter is, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is to ready us, to get us prepared, to get us equipped. Oh, yes, friend, and even to toughen us up because we are going to need to be tough in order to face what lies just beyond today. For the letter E in our acrostic today, sometimes the reason for what's happening in our life is to enhance us. To enhance us. In Philippians 1 and 12, Paul writes, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Verse 13, So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. Paul said that it might appear on the surface that his imprisonment was a bad thing. But he said it actually perpetuated the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Paul met people that he might never have met. And he had influence with people that he might never have had influence with if he had not experienced prison. As I was studying this and preparing this, the thought came to me, hey, who knows? Who knows if Paul would have had the time uh, to write the books of the Bible that he wrote if he had not been confined to prison with nothing else to do. You know, as I look back over my life, some of the situations, some of the circumstances that I didn't like at the time, I can now see how I learned from them. And I hate to admit it this morning, I really, really do, but some of the people that were a pain to me, some of the people that were a nuisance to me, and can I be totally honest with you, some of the people I didn't necessarily like. But some of these people and my experiences with them actually helped develop me and helped me find some things out about myself that my best friends would never tell me. And some of the doors that closed for me, and and these closed doors absolutely devastated me at the time. I just could not understand why that door shut for me. I just couldn't understand why God didn't make it happen for me at the time. And later a door would open for me. A door that, that never would have opened for me if the other door had opened. But because God shut that door knowing that there was another door just around the corner that was a better door for me and so God shut this door he didn't explain why he didn't send me an email he didn't even pat me on the back he just slammed the door in my face and I had my day of pouting believe me 
only discover, only to discover a little while down the road, ah, another door opened. But if that other door had not shut, that door would never have opened. Let me tell you, friend, God is in charge and in control of your life. And he has your back and he has your best interest at heart. And God is at work today. He is working in your life. Oh, it may not look like it at the time. It may not feel like it at the time. So that's where trust comes in. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes it happens to ready us. Sometimes it happens to enhance us for the letter A. Sometimes the reason why something is happening to us is to assess us. To assess us. 1 Peter 1 and 7 says the trials will show. Will what? The trials will show. That your faith is genuine, or may I add to the word, are not genuine. The trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested. It's what? It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the entire world. Notice Peter said that our faith will be tested. Now here's what I've come to know, and that is these tests are assessment tests. They are assessment Sometimes the reason for what's happening in our life is to to assess us. Sometimes God is assessing our motives. See, See, we're all interested in what we do and what we don't do. God is not just interested in what we do or what we don't do, but God is also interested in why we're doing what we're doing and why we're not doing what we're not doing. Sometimes God uses circumstances and situations to assess the level of our faith. Now, now God's assessment tests usually come in one of two forms. They either come through adversity or prosperity. Now, adversity comes packaged in pain and problems and persecution. Prosperity can come in the form of possessions or position or or prestige. But both adversity and prosperity will reveal our true character. You see, how we react to both adversity and prosperity reveals who we really are. 
Now, somebody said, and I've heard several somebodies, and I've heard it all of my life, uh, that, that adversity builds character. Well, I say no. I say adversity reveals character. Somebody said it like this. Whatever's in the well is going to come out in the bucket. Now, most of you don't even know what a well is. But if you were to throw a bucket down into the well, whatever's in that well, it'll be revealed when the bucket's pulled up. Because whatever's in the well is going to be revealed in the bucket. It's going to come out in the bucket. All right. If you didn't understand that, Jesus said it like this. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do you want to know what's in somebody's heart? All you got to do is listen to what's coming out of their mouth. Because whatever is continually coming out of their mouth over and over and over and over again, you can know, amen, that where that's coming from is way down deep in their own heart. Because whatever's in the well is coming out in the bucket. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the trials of life reveal what is truly in a person's heart. Trials can make you bitter or they can make you better. And when trials cause you to spew bitter poison from your lips, all that means is that there was bitter poison already in your heart. And your assessment test just revealed some character flaws and some character issues. What about prosperity? How is prosperity a test? I can imagine some of you thinking if prosperity is a test, bring it on! I'd sure like to take that test, Pastor. I can just hear you thinking. But it's true. Prosperity is a test. You see, very few people can handle prosperity. Some of you aren't prospering because God loves you too much. Some of you said, I wish you didn't love me quite so much. But he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows you inside out. And he knows that this is a test that you cannot pass. Because very few people can handle prosperity. Without pride and arrogance and conceit. Truth of the matter is, people tend to forget about God in times of prosperity. Read the book. When the children of Israel were prospering, man, they would forget God and go serve other gods. People tend to forget about God in times of prosperity. They tend to cry out to God in times of adversity. Such was the case with the Laodicean church. 
In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 17, Jesus said to those in that church, You say, I am rich, and uh, you say, I have become wealthy, and you say, I don't need anything. Jesus said, You don't know that you are actually wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. The people saw themselves as rich. God saw them as poor. See, looks can be very deceiving. Some churches appear to be prospering men. Oh, and they are. They're prospering with numbers and they're prospering with buildings and they're prospering with money. And yet spiritually they are bankrupt. They say we're rich and we're increased with goods and we don't need anything. Man, we've got it all. Oh, I pray that is never said of us both as individuals and as a corporate body. Friend, when prosperity comes, may we acknowledge the source of our prosperity. May we do that by humbling ourselves before God and and continually thanking Him and giving Him all of the credit and, and making sure that we don't steal any of His glory. Let me tell you that it's just a fact. I'm not trying to brag. I've got a lot of things I can tell about myself that's bad. But let me tell you, one of the things that's not bad in my life is ingratitude. I'm a grateful person, and hardly a day goes by. And every time I have my prayer time, I include giving God all praise and glory and honor and thanking Him for everything that I have. And I name the things, and I name my family, and I name my possessions, and all that I have. And I give praise, and I give glory, and give honor, and I give credit to God. And when I thank him for this beautiful place and this wonderful group of people, I give him the praise and the glory and the honor daily, daily, daily. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about him. And if he has prospered you, you need to understand and recognize, oh, thank you, Lord. You have been awesome and incredible to me. And I thank you and I praise you and I give you all the credit. And I'm not going to steal any of your glory. Wisdom writer understood the assessment test of both adversity and prosperity. Because he wrote in Proverbs 30, verse 8 and 9, he said, Give me neither poverty nor riches. He said, Don't give me poverty and don't give me riches. He said, Because if I grow rich, I might deny you. I might forget about you. I might get the big head. I might think, wow, I'm somebody. And if I'm poor, he said, I might steal and insult the holy name of my God. It's true. It's true, friends. Everything happens for for a reason. And sometimes God allows uh, certain things to happen in order to assess us and in order to reveal to us our true nature and our true character. Oh, oh, to cause what is on the inside of us to be exposed on the outside. Jesus said himself in Mark 4 and 22, everything that is hidden will be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to life. Our subject today is everything happens for a reason. For the letter S in our acrostic today, sometimes 
things happen in our lives in order to sanctify us. Such was the case with the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7, he said, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Now, Paul was privileged to experience some spiritual and some supernatural experiences that, that, that no other human being has ever experienced. And because of these privileges and because of these elite experiences, God knew that the fleshly side of Paul, and yes, even Paul had a fleshly side, just like any other human. And God knew that the fleshly side of Paul, just like any other human being, would tend to swell with pride and the tendency to become arrogant would be tempting. And so God allowed the devil to harass Paul and torment him with what Paul called a thorn in the flesh. Now much speculation has been made over the Years about what the thorn in the flesh was. Me being known as the deep preacher that I'm known for. Have done an exhaustive study. Got to the root word in the original language. I can tell you what the thorn in the flesh was. Esther, what was this thorn in the flesh? It was exactly what the passage says it was. A messenger of Satan. Duh. Some people are so deep they're stuck. You don't have to try and figure it out. It's told right there in the passage. The thorn in the flesh, Paul said, a messenger of Satan. All right, pastor, in your your depth, can you tell us what a messenger of Satan is? Absolutely. A messenger of Satan is anyone or anything that represents Satan. Now that can be a demon spirit And that's exactly what it was A demon spirit No, Paul was not demon possessed but, but, But God allowed a demon spirit To chase Paul around And just play havoc in his life What is a messenger of Satan? It can be a demon spirit Or it can be a person Who allows their self to be used of the devil. See, see, we love to talk about God uses people. God can use anybody, even you, even me. God 
uses people. We love to say if God wants to talk, he's going to use somebody's voice. If God wants to touch somebody, he's going to use somebody's hands. If God wants to bless somebody financially, he's going to use somebody's wallet. And we love to talk about the fact that God uses people. And isn't it an honor and isn't it a privilege that we can be used of God? And it is. And it's true. But the devil uses people too. And if the devil wants to speak into your life, He's going to use some person's mouth. Hello? If the devil wants to touch your life, he's going to use somebody's hands to do it with. Hello? Think about that the next time you're tempted to gossip. Tear somebody down. Or speak a half-truth. Or talk about something you don't have a cotton-picking idea what you're talking about. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is to sanctify us. Oh, sometimes it is to bring us down a notch or two. Sometimes it is to get our heads out of the clouds and make sure that our feet are firmly planted on planet Earth. And Sometimes our ego gets a little out of hand, and so God has to help us get it under control. (laughs) And believe me, if you're in public ministry, there will always be someone around to humble you. I love the story of the man and his wife who were leaving church. And and oh, oh, the lady had just gotten blessed that Sunday. Oh, she had those goosebumps, you know, and had a couple of Shondai's. And man, oh, she was just... Overjoyed with the service, and she's walking out, and she shakes hands with the pastor, and she says, Oh, pastor, the service was so great today. Your sermon was so wonderful today. Oh, she said, I, she said I'm just full up to here. Her husband was trailing along the back. He said, Yeah, pastor, I got my belly full of it too. Everything happens for a reason, for the letter O. Sometimes things happen in our life to orchestrate us. Psalm 37 and 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. Psalm 139 verse 15 and 16 says, When I was being made in secret, you saw me being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written for me. The days were fashioned for me when as yet there were none. Do we not understand that God orchestrates our lives? Do we not understand that he brings people to us and he takes them from us? That he opens one door and he shuts another. That he leads us in one direction for a while and then he takes us in a total different direction for a while. 
Do we not understand that God is orchestrating our life? Do we not understand that He leads us into the valley sometimes, and then other times He takes us out to the very top of the mountain? Do we not understand that some days He gives us the sunshine, and sometimes, some days He gives us the rain? Do we not understand that some days He gives us days of laughter, and other times He gives us days of tears? We not understand that everything happens for a reason. Psalm 37 and 23 that we read a moment ago says that God delights in every detail of our lives. Friend, friend, God is not only aware and God is not only involved in our life, but He is even in the little details of life. And God uses 100% of what happens to us to orchestrate life, to get us where he wants us, doing what he wants us doing, becoming who he wants us to become. Very quickly and lastly this morning, notice the end in our acrostic of the word reason. Sometimes, sometimes things happen to us in life in order nurture us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 through 7, Paul writes, he says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given to us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For for when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. Paul says here that sometimes things happen in our lives so that God can reveal himself to us. Because as I alluded to a moment ago, when things are going well for us, we tend to forget God. We tend to get caught up in the glory and the grandeur of what has taken place and what has happened. Oh, we give God a little lip service. Oh, God is so good. Just abounding in the blessings of God. But really, there's no depth and no real relationship. And so sometimes God has to allow the rug to get pulled out from under us. So that we will cry out to God so that he can reveal himself to us in a more intimate way. Paul says here that God is the source of all comfort. Now, now whether your comfort comes through God or whether it comes through man, it ultimately comes through God. Because it's through the comfort of God that man learns how to comfort. 
And sometimes God allows things in our lives so that we will cry out to Him and so that He is able to respond to us, so that He is able to reveal Himself to us, so He is able to make Himself known to us, so He is able, amen, to show His power in and through our lives. He also allows these things to come to us so that we can better relate and understand our fellow man and what our fellow man is going through. Let me just throw this in as I close this morning. Don't, don't tell people you understand when you don't. I can't tell you how often I have to tell my own people I don't understand because I've not, I've not lost, uh, I've not lost uh, uh, one of my own children in death. When you lose your child in death, I, I can't understand. I, I can, I can put my, try and put myself in your shoes. I, I'm a father, and I, and I have incredible love for, for my kids, but I've never, I've never been there. I've never done that. I've never bought that T-shirt. So I really don't understand. All I can do is just love them and care for them and comfort them the best that I possibly can. But then there are those that have walked through the valley that you are walking through, and they do understand. They have been addicted to drugs. They have overcome. I don't understand. The closest thing to that for me is trying to put my coffee aside for a couple of days and go through the headache, you know. There's others that have. So sometimes God allows things. Oh, I'm not saying that he causes them. I'm not saying that he's the author of it. But, but, but sometimes he, he allows us to walk through situations and trials in our life. First of all, that he might reveal himself to us and, and that, he may, that he may draw us closer to him. But, but also so that we can have an understanding heart so that when our brother or our sister is going through the same situation somewhere down the line, we can actually understand and comprehend and we can actually weep and wail and cry with him because we know we've been there, we've done that, we've bought the t-shirt. Musicians and singers, get back in place, please. Everything happens for a reason, and sometimes the reason is to nurture us so that we can experience his nurturing and so that we can learn how to nurture others. My subject today is everything happens for a reason. We may or we may not know what the reason is. We may or may not understand the reason. Hey, we may or may not agree with God's reason. I don't always agree with God. I don't. I read this book. And I say, huh? You what? Do what? Huh? I didn't say I didn't believe it. Didn't say I didn't respect it. I said I don't understand it sometimes. You are so holy. You just, oh, you're just so holy. Well, I'm not. I have questions. I don't always understand. And when I do understand, sometimes I don't agree with it. God, if you had the wisdom I've got, you'd do it different. Come on. 
Hey, we may or may not agree with God's reason. The truth remains in every, that everything happens for a reason. The acrostic we learned today, the reason might be to ready us. It might be to enhance us. It might be to assess us. Could be to sanctify us. Could be to orchestrate us. Could be to nurture us. Could be some other reason we haven't talked about today. But know this this morning. God has his reason. And his purpose is to transform us into the image of his dear son. I said his purpose is to transform us into the image of his dear son. And to equip us for our life's mission. And to prepare us to spend eternity with him. Would you stand with me this morning, please? Everyone standing. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. God, this is not my word today. This is your word. I don't know, God, who this exactly is for today. But I know in my heart, I know in my spirit, God. There are many today that needed this word. Not only do they need this word, but they need the the comfort that the Holy Spirit is going to give to them at the altar this morning. They need the reassurance that's coming. They need the help. They need the faith that's coming at this altar this morning. you're going through something this morning it doesn't matter, it might be something at home, it might be something on the job it might be finances it could be a relationship, it could be a spiritual battle I don't know this morning but you're going through a trial you're going through a test, you're going through something today God knew that and he Help me prepare this little message today to bring help and encouragement and clarity and whatever you needed today. If that's you this morning, I want you to step out of the seat where you're at this morning and come this morning. Just come this morning. I believe the Lord is going to help today. I believe that the Lord is going to pour out His love upon you today. I believe God's going to give you some clarity today. I believe God's going to increase your faith today. I believe God's going to encourage you today. I believe that God is is going to enlighten you today. I don't know what exactly God's going to do for you this morning, but I believe that God is at work. I know He's at work because He promised that He was. He said that He's at work in all things, in everything. And whether He sent it or the devil sent it or you brought it on yourself or it's the byproduct of somebody close to you and the decision that they made and it affects you. It doesn't matter what the source is this morning. I'm telling you, God is going to use it. Joseph looked at his own brothers who sold him into into slavery, threw him into a pit. looked at his brothers who had done him wrong and caused him much heartache and hurt and pain and difficulty and problems and after it was all over Joseph looked at his own brothers who was the cause of it all and said you meant it for evil you're a bunch of rascals you're a bunch of low lives you meant it for evil 
God meant it for good. See, God is at work. He's at work. He's at work. He's at work. You may not be able to see it. It may not feel like it. You may not be able to sense it, but God is at work. And He's working in your life right now. I want the rest of you to come and get behind these that are here this morning. The rest of you. I'm calling everybody. Everybody to the front this morning. Father, I just pray for these this morning that stepped out today. Lord, they're going through a test. They're going through a trial. They're going through a difficulty. I don't know what the difficulty is. I don't know what the test is. I don't know what the trial is. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what the circumstance is. I don't know who the cause and the culprit is. I'm not pointing fingers today. I just know that you don't waste anything. And I just know that you promised us that you're in work in all of our lives, in every situation, in every circumstance, you are at work. So God, God, I just pray that you'll reveal yourself today. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and reveal your presence in every life of every individual today. God, I pray everyone that leaves this room today will leave today. God, with fresh manna and a fresh touch of God, and they will leave with fresh encouragement. Oh, and their faith will be inspired and be and, and be cultivated and be made stronger today as they walk. And they'll walk out of here today with their head held high, even if they may still not know. They still might not know the purpose, but they know that God is at work. And God is working today. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you. Lord.